Support for the show is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. There you can get a 100-watt ID, learn about operating events, and check out the gear in the shop. Plus, 100 Watts and a Wire is now on YouTube. See the show live Saturdays at 10 a.m. Central. Subscribe, click the bell, and give us a thumbs up. You can still take the show with you by subscribing wherever you get podcasts. And LDG. LDG makes small, lightweight tuners ideal for portable and emergency operations. Some can operate on internal batteries for months of normal use, making them easy to carry, install, and use in the field. Visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. All right, welcome to 100 Watts and Wire. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel, joined by Steve W7UDI in the Pacific uh, Northwest. And uh, we're going to take some questions here. We've been talking to Steve about his tower work. And uh, you're welcome to join us live every Saturday. We live stream every Saturday morning, 10 o'clock Central Time. And uh, Steve was up on the tower. He had his uh, man lift up there. And let's see if we can uh, pull some questions for you. Ian asked, Steve, how do you get back into that when you need to perform maintenance so i guess he's talking about all of your tape oh you just uh, cut it i just uh basically have a razor knife or uh, a sharp and then you just kind of uh cut a slit in it uh start up from the bottom and cut all the way to the top and then you just start peeling it off it just it's like peeling an onion and uh eventually you you just you gotta manhandle it and then uh once it's uh all cleared then you just do what you need to do and then uh, reseal it again and off you go ed asked steve do you have to elongate that to start self-galvanizing not sure about what part of that i don't elongate. know this okay yeah I'm not following that one. Yeah, and, bring uh, that one back, Ed. Let's see. If oh, we can... oh, I, I okay. Now I, I now I. Oh, stretching the. Uh, yes, I stretch it a little bit, and then uh, just to kind of get it into the nooks and crannies. And you do the same thing with the tape. So you just kind of stretch it, and then uh, as you're wrapping it around to get a nice uh, feel, and then at the end, what I do is, uh, especially on the outer layers, um, I cut off about a foot or so of. Uh, of the tape and then let it relax because if you kind of cut it under tension, it will peel back over time. So, but as far as the, uh, the sealing tape or the, the, uh, step two, yes, I stretch it a little bit to kind of get it, uh, in the, cause it's, we're not dealing with, you know, this perfect, uh, uh, connection here as far as sizes, you're going from one size cable to another and you got the connectors there. And, uh, and speaking of connectors, before you start, take some slip, uh, slip joint, uh, pliers and kind of tighten up that connector, not just a little bit beyond finger tight. That way, um, you got a, you got a good solid connection. Okay. You got a comment from, uh, David. David says, thanks for the tower info. Coffee just finishing up. Boy, was there a solar flare or something that blasted 80 meters on Thursday? I don't know. I may have been listening to 160. This time of year, I make my switch to uh, 
to 160 and then in the morning if it's dark but right around seven o'clock local time here in the uh, heartland 160's gone then i sort of work my way to 80 40 and recently they've been just talking i, I don't were you on the air on thursday night i don't know nah, if it was good or bad on thursday no nah, i wasn't on uh i unfortunately didn't make it out to the shack here Anyway, we can get a man lift added to the 100 watts in a wire traveling toolkit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes, I don't know. Can. It probably. Is. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. And we have a genie lift at work, <clears throat> and it'll it'll move you up quickly. There's one that's beep 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 beep, and then there's one that'll and you can you know bring it back down. You just. Got to be really careful. I don't even let any of my crew work on it if they've had like too much cough medicine or <laughs> any sort of, you know, because I don't want them driving off the stage. But th there's a really one, a really small one that just puts around. That's the one the old timer feels comfortable on. Slowly move up. Hopefully not a fire call for Steve. No. Let's see. I like your... Oh, I like your Terry says I I, I like your uh, herd on uh, eighty meters. Yeah, I do this thing where I'm, I'm I listen to a lot, a, a lot of stuff on the radio, and and I mostly listen. And you know, if there's something out there that I need, I'll chase it a little bit. But I'll do this thing called herd on the radio, and mm -hmm. I'll put eighty meter edition or for whatever band it may be on, and and it's usually a couple of guys breaking balls or telling jokes, <laughs> and you know whatever it is, and it's just such such funny funny stuff and i put that on the facebook group i i do have a uh, a thing made up to to have it here and then maybe i'll capture a little bit of all it's so hard to catch it perfectly because you'd have to be, just be recording all the time yeah and, uh, this week has been a little different uh, people are upset with uh, uh politics yeah. and stuff like that so i i tend to kind of just go off into the i'll go on 20 meters in the morning and listen for people in the park and and special events and and stuff like that but you get these old boys that have been knocking around for a long time with each other and they will just tear their buddies up. I mean, just, Oh yeah. And so I add that. Um, yeah, I add that there, but uh, this is really a politic free zone. We don't get into these controversial topics. It's not, it's not necessary. We know what we love. We all share this great uh, hobby and this service together. So ever since we started this thing uh, over five years ago, that's been what it is. Let's see. Ed says, maybe add a voucher to the man lift in the toolkit. Yeah. Ducks for cover. Right. That's right. <laughs> That'd be nice to have. And the toolkit, I believe, is still going. There was an anonymous, this goes back several years now, an anonymous donor put together a bag. And it had so many things that you could use. This is one of the beauties of community. Um, this person didn't want, to, didn't want any sort of recognition and just said, I'll put... Um, we'll put together like some crimping things, some tools, different things you would need, an antenna analyzer and a good one. And all you had to do was pay it forward. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you would get the box. It all packed nicely in this box. People were putting their QSL cards in with it to talk about what projects they've been working on. Nice. Seal it back up, pay That's the $12 cool. to send it to the next person. And this is how it went. It went around the country. And uh, the person who donated anonymously has kind of um, dipped back. Life sometimes gets in the way, as we know. And so I haven't pushed 
Um, but I could probably send a message if somebody wanted to, but that's how it moves. You would just pay it forward and, and just paying the postage is so much cheaper than going out and buying all these tools mm-hmm. yourself. And, oh, yeah. you know, sharing tools is a time honored tradition in ham radio. If you've got something and you lend it out, we give people things, we, but our tools, we lend tools, get it back and they can be expensive. Oh yeah. You know? And so we know that in the uh, traveling toolkit, if, if something has happened to that and it's not available anymore or say it's been retired, I have not heard this, um, but it, it is part of the website. Maybe we'll build something new that can travel because I've got things, other people have things and we could put it together, but people would be so excited to get it. And there was a little log book in there. QSL cards were there and people would take pictures of it when they would receive it, you know, and they would just need it for an antenna analyzer or they would just need it to build a cable, different things. And the whole list of what's available or what was available is on the website. I'm going to check into it now, but it's uh, thank you for bringing up the toolkit because um, when you just start out, especially you don't have it. And then you're waiting around, uh, you know, to do what you need to do because you don't have these tools. And it's not like you can go to the big box stores all the time and mm-hmm. get your your crimp things or your whatever tools. So anyway, thank you. That was a distraction uh, there. But uh, I'll snap back into it. But yes, <laughs> lift in the toolbox. We'll work That'd be on awesome. That. But I think the shipping would just be a little high. Yeah, shipping would be, it would just roll <laughs> to you real slow and they'd carry the bag. Down the, I don't think that's legal either. If you have any questions, you are welcome to share them. And I'm curious to see what you guys are working on. It's, uh, uh, it's a great time to look into ham radio projects. If you've got something you're working on, if you have any questions, uh, go ahead and add them. Uh, there. And we have to talk about the antenna. Steve says we should give away the G5 RV dipole. And here's how I'd like to do that. Oh, here's a good note here. Ian says, uh, good antenna analyzers can be pricey. That's a great tool to have in, in a traveling toolkit. Yeah, that was probably the most expensive tool. The other ones that you can, you can kind of get, you know, out of your big, you know, ham radio related so hro or your uh, dx engineering's can get them to you quickly but an antenna analyzer and i believe in investing in tools and steve and i can probably talk about tools that in an upcoming show i think we should definitely talk about all the tools that you need i'm, I'm kind of curious now steve would uh let me talk about the antenna but i got a question for you if i forget i want to know what you took up there with you so hold on to that thought oh uh, in terms of giving away the antenna uh, for the next 12 weeks, this will be week number two. You have to be in the chat, like right now. And uh, it's okay if maybe you're not there next week. I don't know. I'd, I'd encourage you all to be on YouTube or be on the Facebook and subscribe to the YouTube channel. But be here to win. And the way we're going to do this is very simple. I, I mentioned earlier that my daughters will pick the name. Each each call sign goes into the pot, gets a number it out in the winter it's 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 as innocent uh as can be and as random as can be what we'll do now is we'll ask you to put your if you're interested in winning a g5 rv dipole put your call sign in the chat right now and uh they'll be collected we'll do that and then we'll pick a winner from the names if you can't use it win it and give it away give it to somebody else because that's uh that's an honorable thing to do right now. And we could use a little bit of uh, friendliness and passing things around. So if you can't use it, that's okay. 
put your call sign in, win it, give it away. Okay, Steve, what did you take up with you? Because I know when you go 85 feet in the air and you're like, son of a... <clears throat> did that happen, <laughs> number one? And the follow-up was, what was that? And what are what are some of the uh, tools you needed to, uh, to get your well, work done? When I climb, there's times I forgot stuff. And it was like, oh, because... And you, when we're climbing, it's like, okay, we take the bare bones minimal. And uh, so I have the, with the luxury of having the man lift, I could bring a lot more. So it was your basic uh, uh, box in, uh, open end wrenches, comb- a uh, slip joint pliers, um, a couple of different sizes, crescent wrenches. Uh, the one tool that I always have with me is my scissors, uh, electrician scissors. Uh, knife, uh, screwdriver for, uh, and then did I bring it? No, I didn't bring a hammer or anything. Uh, then, uh, I just have this big yellow bucket that I just throw everything into it. It's a, a cam- kind of a canvas bucket that we use, uh, we hoist up uh, equipment in. So, and then I had my come along, I had straps, uh, carabiners, you know, the usual, my harness and, uh, everything else, uh, I just started throwing it in there and uh, just went from there. There was some tools I probably didn't use. There was different sizes of wrenches that I didn't use, and but I had it there with me. So it, was, it just depends on what we're doing. So in this case, I was doing a lot of mechanical uh, work. And then um, and when it came to the coax, then I had uh, the hoisting sock. And then that was uh, – I roped it up because uh, I already had uh, – the rope in place so pull that up uh the uh, a little shackle to uh, uh support the weight of the uh of the half inch and then uh tie wraps that's the other thing that was uh, another thing that came up with so me you definitely did have a little space they do have a bit of standing they wiggle a little bit too for my liking i can imagine at 85 feet they have a little sway uh oh yeah and then you got to be really good on the controls, smooth. That's the thing because oh, you can, you can really get jerked around. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. continue to put your call signs now in the uh, chat. Just do a one time uh, for me, please, because I'll go do. And I do this experiment with my children. They're ten and six. So if we could just get you to one time through here, this would be perfect. And then your comments with your call sign are totally fine. I remember uh, a few years back. I uh, interviewed Tim Duffy on the show, K3LR, and this guy has multiple towers, uh, probably several million dollars worth of, uh, of station there. I'm just going to guess. I don't know, but you can ride past it and you see towers. And I, I remember just... asking him, you know, what's what's the main tool? And I think and, and, you know, you may sympathize. Of course, you want many others, but I think like a crescent wrench was on his list of like mm-hmm. must haves up there you know like if you only had you know a crescent wrench would be it and and i think that you know towers this is a whole different i won't go too far off the path here but towers like when you're carrying everything on you when you work do you have somebody down below that you lower a rope to to bring you up something or how, how does that work or you know Typically, climbing yeah and, and it, uh, usually we'll have uh, a three-man crew and uh so the ideas have two people on the ground or on the tower and then the uh third person is the uh the grunt or the groundman and uh so 
usually we'll rig the tower, which means we'll uh, we'll get some ropes up and a uh, and a pulley up there so we can you know pull things up, uh, which is like a grunt bag uh, as we call it, and that has all our tools and everything. So the idea is you you climb as light as possible and then rig it and then haul everything up to um, that you need tools and materials and uh, so it's usually a three man operation that we like to do uh, that way. If something happens, then the third man is, uh, can deal with the, you know, if we have to do a rescue or anything like that, but, uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, if, uh, you can get away with two minimum, but it just, uh, we prefer at least in the work environment, uh, yeah. three if possible. Yeah. All trained to take care of you. If something goes on, that's great. Uh, we're going to take some of your questions, too. We want to know what you're working on. Thank you all for putting your call signs in. One caveat and um, is that the prizes will be given away to um, stations here in the United States. I, I didn't want to have anybody have to pay shipping that costs more than the actual product itself going overseas. So uh, I kind of apologize for that, but we'll keep it in, in the States uh, for shipping purposes. That way we don't burden um, the supplier, that kind of deal. But we're giving away a G5 RV. Your names will go into the random drawing and we'll announce the winner here next week. So thank you for that. We want to know what you're working on. We want to spend a little time here. If you have any questions, uh, you could put them in the chat now. Uh, Her says, let's see. Oh, I need to take that off of there. Let's read that. My fall project is to recheck the radials for my stealth vertical Nice. Uh, country critters have messed up some of the radial field. So mm -hmm. I'll use more landscape pins um, this time. Any thoughts on that, Steve? Great. Yeah. Just go out, check your radial field and uh, yeah, critters uh, chew it up or, you know, even your lawnmower uh, could chew up a few of it or someone tripped on it and uh, pulled it up. And so good time to, this is a good time to, you know, get that out there and uh, the, landscaping stakes are great to kind of keep everything in place. You know, I, I had an, uh, I won't call him an old timer at all, but uh, he he's old timer in the sense that he's been a ham for a long, long time. And he would put radials down in his lawn and mm -hmm. use the pins. And he said, the earth will take them down. Like, cause I, I thought maybe you'd, you know, you'd bury it. I don't know, by hand. I don't know what you would do. You know, I, I hadn't had a vertical, but he had a vertical sort of like this flagpole thing. Mm -hmm. And he believed that if you put these pins down enough, because I said, what about the cutting the grass? Because I knew a guy who had a lawn service come out one time and cut his grass and all of his radios yeah. got chewed up, his coax guy, he was so mad and just depressed about it. But so I don't know if the earth will pull it down, but he was convinced that it was pulled down low enough in that grass that he wasn't going to hit it. So uh, some people have taken like, so if you're going to put in radials, if I was going to do it, uh, it or by the house where I mow the grass, I'd mow the grass uh, in the beginning down really low and uh, set the deck down and uh, get it uh, low and then get the radials out and then in and then let the grass grow up and then, you know, raise the, uh, the deck height. And then eventually the grass will just consume the wire and you won't see it. It'll disappear. And uh, as far as pulling it into the earth, could be. Uh, but I, I just know in the with yeah. uh, grass that if you 
do your first cut really low, lay out your radial field, and then let the grass uh, uh, grow up, and then you know keep the the cut height uh, higher than usual, then right. you should be fine. But stuff happens. <laughs> it totally happened, and it's really frustrating. I've had my uh, oh geez, my father-in-law was cutting the grass one time and uh, had the roll bar up on the tractor and came through in one of my lines. It was rope. So a 20 meter antenna came down and he, he went around it. Good heart at trying to be helpful. I think I ran over one of your antennas. Well, a WC6Q this fall, I need to work on a longer antenna. Mm-hmm. I have a G5 RV junior now a bit weak, but better than nothing. Of course, of course it is. I don't know what a junior, I guess, is that less? It's just a short, it's a shortened version of a standard G5 RV. You know, G5, G5 RVs get a, uh, a hard thing, but you know what, as the older I get, see, I think what happens is we end up talking to newer hams about things that they should get, you know, or things they should not get. And we're not, every situation's different. You know, you got to realize that what's happening for Steve, it may not play the way it plays exactly. for him where I am. It could be the same exact antenna. It might even be the same height. How's the ground underneath? Is it sandy or whatever, you know? So you got to do what's best for you with what you got. And I, I can thank Steve for helping teach me that and some of the other Elmers I've had in my life. You know, and one of the best pieces of advice I didn't get three or four years ago came from a guy um, lives closer, close to maybe 45 minutes from here. He said, slow down, slow down. And, you know, and another thing, it was very simple advice, slow down. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I got to get the hex beam. I got to get the hex beam. I got to get the hex beam. <laughs> and he was like, just slow down. You know, it's, it's taken him over 40 years to get what he had. And he wanted me to understand it takes time and you can't all get it. And the other piece was great. He just said, you know, teach their own. I mean, that's a great just life thing. And if you can apply it to the ham radio, great. So a G5 RV, so what? You put up what you can put up, and that's what you do. And if you can improve it anyhow, or if you can, you know, talk about that a little bit, Steve, because I know you'll have some words of wisdom about putting up what you got. Yeah, I I hear guys just ragging on the uh, on a G5 RV or Carolina Wyndham off center fed dipole, any of those things. But, you know, each and every one of us, we have a different uh, environment that we're in. Uh, HOAs or non HOAs, limited property size, uh, the spousal factor. Uh, there's just a number of things that impact our hobby. And uh, I, I just get tired of hearing people, oh, if you don't have this or that or this or that, you're not a you're real ham. It's like, oh, my God, you guys are killing me. Mm-hmm. Just, so my attitude is any wire up is better than no wire. So whether it's a G5, G5 RV, off-center fed dipole, standard dipoles, it doesn't matter. It could be your rain gutters around your house. If you can load it up, great. Go for it. And uh, so – don't get too hung up on that and, and don't listen to these guys. I mean, they just, they're talking out their, their keister uh, yeah. most of the time. <laughs> it just, 
just uh, and you know that drives that never me sounds good. It never sounds good when it comes out of the keister. <laughs> hey, give us a second. Exactly. We have a couple more questions we're gonna we're gonna get to, but I forgot we we've, we've got to uh, pause here uh, for the audio folks at home. Give us thirty seconds. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Don Wilbanks, AE5DW from Amateur Radio Newsline and Ham Nation, and you're listening to Christian Kudnick, K0STH, on 100 Watts and a Wire. Desktop tuners are one of the most popular ham radio accessories. LDG has just come out with the Z100A desktop tuner, and it works with all modern HF radios like ICOM, Yesu, Alinko, Kenwood, and more. The Z100A has LDG's famous 10 to 1 SWR tuning range that matches dipoles, verticals, and fed long wires, G5RVs, or even an off-center fed Wyndham. Easy integration means plug-and-play operation. Installation could not be simpler. The Z100A's tuner goes everywhere with your HF radio. Desktop, portable, parks, islands, or tall summits. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing advanced, quality products to the amateur market. Our focus is anticipating our customers' needs and providing them with world-class support. Don't forget, LDG products carry a full two-year, fully transferable warranty. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. LDG Electronics. Everywhere you look, there's an LDG. QRO to the people. This is 100 watts and a wire. Yeah, and uh, cheers to everyone at home. Uh, uh, birthday celebration here. This is straight bourbon. Probably nice. eight to ten ounces full. And by the end of the next sentence, I will... No, still very early. Starting early. Starting early. I'm glad you could be here, though. I appreciate all the kind words uh, through our social media outlets and here. Uh, Ray has a question. Uh, Ray is Kilo November 6, Romeo Alpha Yankee. Where can I get information on building a quarter wave dual band 2 meter 70 centimeter antenna? Any Just build a quarter that? wave 2 meter antenna. That's it. That's all you need. Because uh, for 70 centimeters, it will be three quarters of a wave. It will... Uh, just build a, your standard two meter quarter wave antenna, and you're and you'll be able to operate on uh, seventy centimeters. Hey, you know that might be a good thing. We'll have to try that. I'll have to maybe slap together a uh, real quick quarter wave uh, two meter antenna, and we'll throw an analyzer on it, and we'll sweep it, and uh, we'll see where the uh, we'll tune it for the sweet spot in two meters, and then uh, we'll sweep it at uh, 70 centimeters and see where the sweet spot is there. But yeah, just build your standard quarter wave 19 inch on your, on your main radial, and then say 20 inches on your, uh, on your main element, on your vertical element, and then 20 inches on your, uh, your counterpoises there or your radials. And uh, it'll work fine on uh, 70 centimeters. All right. Folks are saying I might be losing some of my Wi-Fi bandwidth. My apologies for that. Not too much I can do, but hope that it comes back. I think my kiddos may be playing on the uh, Wi-Fi. So hopefully the audio is still okay for you. Uh, Wes says uh, he's a Whiskey Echo 5, Mike Alpha Golf. He's adding a little Tar Heel 2 and a 7300 to my truck. That's his nice. fault. I think a 7300 in the truck. Nice. And the Tar Heel. Nice setup. The Tar Heel antenna is great. I have one on my truck. Enjoy it uh, great, a great deal. 
And uh, as we talk about future projects, you and I will be talking about antennas and things like that for mobile, for sure. Let's see. Um, Whiskey One United Echo Delta. I put up a homebrew double G5 RV a couple weeks ago, 204 feet long, 60 feet in small lot. Oh, wow. Curious to see how that's playing out. Now, did you. you end up bending the legs? Which we can. You don't have to have your wire go out straight. That's what's the cool part. Is you can kind of put a ninety-degree bend or bend it down, bend it uh, on an horizontally. There's get creative. The RF doesn't care. It just it yeah. doesn't have to be in a straight line. You can kind of bend it around things, and uh, uh, so yeah, I like hearing these creative. Uh, Me too. Uh, setups. And, and uh, I mentioned. Uh, Tim Duffy, K3LR, and, you know, we were talking about 160, and at the time I would just, I was in love with 160. If they had a 160-meter antenna magazine, I would have spent a lot of time (laughs) doing things like teenage boys do because those legs, oh, my. But, you know, that was a point of his that, you know, he put up, I think, I may be getting it wrong if I do apologies to Tim, but his first or one of his first um, 160 antennas was a inverted L and he was like limited space. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it went straight up, it went out, it bent over this way and it bent back down that way. And he was another one who said, just put it up. You never know if you don't. And the results may surprise you. And he, he mentioned how he had to bend to trees. So if you ever see Tim tell him old Christian brought up that, uh, inverted L, but Many people have to do that, you know, oh. go straight up with with your wire and then take it out as far as you can go to wh- whichever direction. But like um, Steve's saying and K3LR has also said, don't worry as much about touching. I always used to think if my wire touched a tree, I'd burn the tree down. You know, like that was one of my first thoughts. And then see it, it Steve's will, face. Eh, yeah, probably not. You know, it's like probably but, not. No, but it will. Yeah, it will have some effect on the antenna, but uh, but it won't burn the tree down. <laughs> yeah. Unless about. you're running. Yeah, unless you're running. You know, big Buku power. But you know, we're not uh, broadcasters and uh, running fifty kilowatts for what we run. Uh, that that's not a problem. Yep. So. Um, I think when we get into it people start to think about these things you know i was told i'd have trouble getting out with all the leaves in the spring and it you know these things can really have to be careful what we say to newer hams because you know you're you get so excited and then it 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 can ultimately put you in a position of like crap well maybe i'm not you know maybe i'm not good enough or maybe i can't do this you know there were times where i thought maybe i can't afford this hobby you know but yeah, you're going to have trouble getting out all the all these leaves are going to be a problem. And I'm I haven't had I mean, maybe technically there's a small effect, but, it you know, it was positioned to me as if you're going to have problems, buddy. Too many damn trees. See you later. <laughs> and I took it that way and I thought, man, well, maybe like, what do I need to do? I can't put the tower up and get over an oak tree that's 200 years old. I got to use that. So. We have to be uh, mindful, as we've said in the past weeks here, of new people coming in, doing what they need to do, and trying to help them get the best they can with that. That's why they make antenna tuners. I know people are like, tuners? I don't. Look, talk to somebody who does emergency communication work. 
about the, uh, you know, SWR, like what really matters when you're doing MCOM work. And I'm not saying it doesn't matter in your shack. It does matter. But when you need to get out uh, in an emergency situation, are you sketching out over your S, you know, you put it on a tuner and you go like you got to go. Oh, you got to do it. So um, if nothing else, man, I'd like to spend the rest of my ham days trying to give back to the newer, newer ones, the lessons of like, you're going to be all right, man. You're, you're going to be fine. Just put it up there. And if you have questions, ask somebody, just keep, keep asking questions. I mean, I do it. I do it all the time. Did it last night with Steve. I was going to the honest. I was like, you know what? I'll ask Steve tomorrow <laughs> on the show. And then it's like, mm, where's my phone? Well, my, well, my phone's right there. I could just send him a text while we want to wait. <laughs> wait for the answer. And like, What's he think? What's he think? And then I go down this damn rabbit hole. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about, let's talk about that. We're going to talk about, we have a, we have about eight minutes here before we should wrap up. What do I want to uh, put up there? I guess what we're working on in some of our projects so let's go back to the projects. So upcoming type projects. I'm going to build a go box after all the the time. And I set up a, a lot and I probably will do it today once we get off the uh, off of the show here. I'll probably go out because it's going to be 73 degrees here. It's November in America's heartland here in Missouri, 73 degrees today. I'm probably going to go set up an antenna. The point being, I've decided I'm going to make a go box. And you'll see that maybe next week we'll we'll share it. And it's like these projects are overlapping now. You know, it's I had the uh, the rack mount. I've got I've got the stuff. I've got the radio. But I've decided that operating portable for me. You know, I'm working out of boxes and it's been fine. And I decided this is how I'm going to do it. And after a summer of setting up, I'm like let's rack it up. Like, let's rack it up and let's be able to just carry it. Everything will be plugged in. You'll make a panel in the back and here comes it. Here comes the text last night. I'm drilling a hole to, uh, to put in one of these uh, Anderson power pole connections. I'll show it to you. Take some pictures. But anyway, in the back of a panel of like a rack mount, like back in here on the back side of this, where I can plug things in. I got a coax back there. I can plug in Steve. <laughs> Wait, go back a minute. Wait till tomorrow. You just ask him on the air. It'll be fine. So I sent the text. Couldn't wait. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you think about putting to for grounding? You know, I want to be able to ground the tuner. I do have a tuner in my portable uh, rig, small LDG. And then I've got my rig. It's got, you know, grounded. And it opened up a can of worms. I'm like, should I drill? Well, well you, you sent me the picture of the stud. You know, so you got the bolt, you got some nuts and and split washers and a wing nut. And it's like, oh, OK, a grounding stud. Cool. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. And then we well, went down the rabbit hole. We went down the rabbit hole. And I'm like, I really don't want to drill this hole. And I'm thinking, like, I don't want to mess up the panel. And apologies if the Wi-Fi is breaking up. I see a note note in there about it. Um, it could be anything. Could be anything. Um, so anywho. I'm like, I don't want to drill this hole. And we'll, we'll get into this as we go a little further down the road. I'm like, I'll stick it through one of the holes in the rack holes. You know, it's right the there. The rack and rails. Yeah. I'll go in the rack rail. Forget about it. And I'm cool with it. But I didn't know 
that I sent Steve into like this crazy uh, ground scenario. And so when I, when we connected this morning, the pre-show show, which is probably something we should release, he was like, oh, man, this grounding thing has really got me. I was thinking about this grounding thing, you know, and grounding <laughs> is so complicated. And I got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't think I've ever grounded the radio in a portable scenario. Like, I don't yeah. think I've ever done it. And why am I freaking out? But I freaked out him a little bit because grounding now opens up all these scenarios so a public so, apology for that. <laughs> so basically, you know, I was asking the question on, you know, you know, what should I use for grounding, you know, the radio, the tuner and everything. And I just went into automatic mode. It's like, oh, yeah, you do this, you do this, get a single point of ground and everything fine. And then I'm like, and we just went in deep and I started going, oh, do you use braided wire or do we use, so you know, stranded or solid core? And I'm like, oh, oh my God, I went into this automatic mode like you're setting up for a a station a fixed station like here in our shacks mm. and i was like wait a minute well, time out how many times do we pound a ground rod into the ground when we're out in a park i don't never and it's like so and then i started to rationalize this as like well, maybe, you know, some people are going to have their go box and that's going to be their permanent station at home. So they they use it as their home station. Plus, they take it out in the field. Then, OK, yeah, you want to tie everything together to a single point ground uh, in the box and then go out. And then I just was telling Christian this morning, like, oh, God, we're going to go down the grounding ra uh, road. And it's like, oh, you want a can of worms? Holy smokes. Grounding is one of the biggest can of worms here in this hobby. And <laughs> it's one of those. And, and I, I was just beating myself up going into the, into the rabbit hole of, of grounding. And it's like, well, wait a minute, stop. <laughs> I'm so How often do we really, but no, it was a good exercise. Yeah. And, the, and the point I'm getting at is that we can get really super, super deep into something, but does it really fit the application that we're doing? And it's like, you're not going to drive a ground rod into mother earth out in the middle of a park or up on a, a, a soda site and to really do it right, you're going to drive a eight foot ground rod. No, no, yeah, that's just not going to happen. And I was, and why are we going to put grounding in there uh, for lightning protection and, and maybe drain off a little RF. Nah, in a portable situation, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. The lightning is going to come up. We're packing up and we're heading out. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we we can get so super deep and into the weeds of stuff. And it's like, whoa, stop, step back. And uh, <laughs> that's what I was going off on this morning. Yeah, the vernacular it, it, got a little colorful. Of all my uh, my going back full circle now, we'll wrap things up here and everybody can get on with those projects that you mentioned. And thanks for sharing all that stuff with us. My ARRL member benefit book is a book on grounding and it's Ward Silver's uh, <laughs> book, I think. And the other ones I have, that's one of the benefits that you get some sort of free publication. And I've got down here with my antenna books, you can't see, but you know how, whatever books they put out and you pick antenna book or ante wire or portable antenna. This time it's grounding. And I got to be honest, I feel like I'm uh, in over my head, man. I, I'm like, Oof. it's one of those ones where, I have experience on HF, but it's like, just tell me what 
to do because, and so that'll be something maybe we get into a multi-part conversation about uh, grounding because it is important in your shack, but how important is it when you're portable? And we've discovered that I've never done it. And I set up countless times during the summer and, and spring and, and maybe even today. And I'm like, I've never even done that. Why, why are you burning the energy? And then your poor Elmer there is like, <laughs> and, there, and there's probably some people that do it. I mean, if I needed to ground on a portable setup, I'd probably pound in a maybe an, a one or two foot uh, uh, rod or a, one of those screw rods where you can, uh, the tent stakes that you can screw into the ground. That would be about it. But I mean, in reality, if a, light, a thunderstorm comes into the area and I'm operating portable, it's like, huh, I'm out of here, sea child. We're yeah. packing it up and we're beating feet. Yeah, let's get out of here. That's what you think. And so on that note, friends, we'll wrap it up there. Steve, thanks for sharing your story of last week. I know you've got more work lined up. You're going to go and, and do great stuff out there today. All of us and our friends who uh, stopped by today, um, good luck. Stay safe out there as you do that stuff. And remember, everything's going to be fine. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be fine. No matter we're talking ham radio, we're talking about the world. We're going to be okay. Let's meet here again next Saturday, 10 o'clock Central Time. We'll give away another antenna, another feel-good piece, and uh, everything's going to be good. So 73 for now. Steve, we'll catch up with you. Can't wait to uh, to see what you're working on again next week, and we'll do the same. I'll bring my... Uh, my uh, portable go kit, and we'll we'll take it from there. So seventy three, and uh, seven three we'll everyone tomorrow night, seven o'clock Central Time, uh, on the air. Check in for the uh, Sunday evening HF net. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the one hundred watts in a wire community, visit one hundred wattsinawire dot com.